You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Every week, win, lose, or draw. Talking all things United. This is the United People's Podcast. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, how are we doing? Sam here and Val for another episode of United People's Podcast. And I tell you what, we're coming here after a 97th minute winner from Scott McTominay. Honestly, I do not think there is anything better in football than a last minute winner. Like, you can keep your six nils, which is we haven't done that in a while. But, Bal, for me, that is the single greatest experience. I mean, you had it with Garnacho, right, at Arsenal, and then VAR oh, no, took that away took from it away from us. Took it it's, away from Yeah, it is the best. I mean, I was reading, it's the first time United have gone into the 90th minute losing and won a game. <laughs> it's a great well, stat. Probably the European Cup final aside. I don't know if it was a league game or whatever. I think it was post-90 minutes. Yeah. Um, so, something about that, but... Um, I don't know, but I, 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 I tell hurt. you what, man. Like I did not see it coming. Like I, there's going to be a lot of people moaning, saying, "Ah, oh, it's papering over the cracks, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. We'll run through the game. We'll speak about McTominay's goal, uh, Casemiro's performance, uh, Rashford again, Anana making another mistake, and kind of speak about Ten Hag overall. But going into that game, right, it was against Brentford at home. They've had a naff season so far, man. Without Ivan Tony, they don't really have much threat going forward. And Ten Hag switched it up, right? We we went with a pivot midfield, Casemiro and Amrabat. Actually, Amrabat playing in his genuine position. Lo and behold, he's a bit better there. Um, but he played Maguire and Evans. We played with a deeper line. Ten Hag basically did everything he possibly could to give that defence a bit more protection because we've just been leaking chances like every game, all game. And then we made another just not inexplicable. It kind of is inexplicable. That mistake, like Casemiro with a really unpressured pass that you shouldn't be making a mistake on, right? We'll, we'll, we'll speak about the McTominay goal. We'll, we'll kind of run through the game in chronological order. Uh, actually, no, fuck that. <laughs> Let's just speak about the McTominay winner first. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Look, we, we haven't had many weekends where, A, you'd want to watch match of the day or B, there's anything positive to talk, talk about. But Liverpool dropped points. City just lost to Arsenal. By the way, Guardiola, he's, you know, he's, his job's got to be in doubt, isn't it? That's, what is it, like? 
three three is it three games they've lost in a row now like two domestic games three out of the last four they've lost all the games where they haven't had Rodri that's madness isn't it oh he's a phenomenal player phenomenal God. player but yeah no, surely his job's got to be in question you know what I mean like, look at that <laughs> <laughs> that old, uh, all jokes aside, it was um, Newcastle dropped points, Liverpool dropped points, City dropped points, uh, and United won. And it made that moment there for McTominay, he called it it's probably his favourite moment ever. Oh, yeah. His, his I mean, United moment. could have been kept, if, I think, if it was the other end of the stadium. Mate, the, bu- the buzz, the adrenaline rush off that must have been wild. Because honestly, I think what made it even more of an explosion was it wasn't coming in the game, like, 85 plus minutes we were just garbed like we had nothing going forward Ten Hag set that team up to win 1-0 and we just made such a crap mistake we'll speak about Onana and Casemiro and all of that involved in it uh, and just we didn't have any attacking spark Brentford sat in shape um, but then McTominay comes off the bench and I've made you've got to give so much credit to McTominay because he's a player who I've slated this season it's kind of his head just hasn't looked like he's been in, in it. It, it kind of after his failed move to West Ham he just it felt like he was sort of half out the door. And and Ten Hag, for all of his trusted players like Rashford and Casemiro, it was Maguire knocking it down to McTominay for the winner, which which is probably a significant goal for Ten Hag, right? Because we spoke about it before the pod. Um, I, f- I thought Ten Hag would have been in trouble had that result not shifted. It's not because I think it's the right thing to do, but because I know what happens in pressure in football and what happens when the results aren't going your way. And for him to set up so defensive and for us to be 1-0 down against Brentford at home, it, it, it wasn't looking good. And that's that's why that those goals from Atomane for me, was, was a, it was a massive mixture of relief and just, I fucking love a last-minute winner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you, you're potentially talking about three home defeats on the trot at home in the league, mm-hmm. three home defeats on the trot in a week at home. Mm-hmm. So it was, from that point of view, a big, big result. I mean, Gabby Agban level on radio, but I think he's just a clickbait knob um, where he said, oh, embarrassing where the United are doing a lap of one. I was like, well, United pulled their fans, as most teams do at every kind of home game after yeah. a big win. Mate, get a bottle um, boys. Just he's, he's constantly fishing. Just You just have to ignore him now. It's just a talk, talk currency, right? But, but yeah, uh, and... I was watching that game yesterday. I think it's again first time in my in my mind where I thought, in some aspects, there's players here who aren't playing for him now, um, and it's a shame. And it's like, who, who, would, a, who would you have said then? I'm I'm just basing it on. I don't know if it's just whether he has down tools or whether he's just shot of confidence at the moment. Are you Rashford? Because um, we I think we, we just discussed it off air prehand. Well, that's two games in a row where. We're chasing the result, and our highest-paid player on the pitch, um, our highest-paid player on the pitch, has been taken off on the hour, um, and you wouldn't see that with Liverpool with with Mo Salah. I, 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 I thought that was quite telling because, like last, right, Ten Hag, <clears throat> things aren't going right this season for Ten Hag, right? But I think a, a big, for me, it felt like quite a, not monumental, but quite a, a bit of a shift in his his approach in his head, because he's been trusting Casemiro. He's been trusting Rashford to sort of turn it around for him. Casemiro got hooked at half time. Rashford went off after 60 minutes. That wasn't 
you don't take off a player you think's going to, and you're losing one nil, and then you're still taking Rashford off. I think it feels like ten people have been calling for him to drop all these players. I think Ten Hag might have reached that sort of same point. I think the Casemiro one could have possibly been being more tactical in the sense that we're chasing the game here now. Amrabat's going to give you a lot more industry off the ball than Casemiro. He's younger. He's more athletic. He's, he can get about the pitch quicker. So if you're going to keep one of them now, it makes sense to. He did say like he took it off. Of, he took him off for of footballing reasons. I think he said. He said he wanted. He wanted. He wanted more football. But but Casemiro himself, like, <clears throat> man, I when Casemiro, I've is a bit like Rooney in that you know when he comes back from a preseason, it takes him a few games to get used to it. Uh, last season, it took him a few games to get going, and then he was just full tilt for the rest of the season until he got his red card. Man, I can't. I can't explain Casemiro's form now. I, I think Ten Hag went into that season. I think like the reason he spent sixty mil on Mason Mount was because he thought I've got Casemiro as my number six. I'm good. All right. He's 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 one of the best in the world. I'm fine in that position, and he's just he's been overexposed with the tactics a bit, been isolated a lot. But then when you look at that, just basic passing errors, just basic concentration, and then he keeps lunging in, and then he hasn't got the legs to cover the space because he's because he's overly aggressive at the start. I, I don't know what is going on with Casemiro. Do you do you think this is a just quite a sustained dip in form, or is just Casemiro just kind of? Maybe going over the hill when it's starting looking downwards instead of upwards. I mean, if you kind of go back to kind of the Ronaldo situation, and I think Mike Phelan said it when he came back, his standards had gone significantly higher from when he left Manchester United and he came back to a Manchester United who went at the same level of standard. He's he elevated his his own career to and his own level of performance. And if you think of Casemiro, he's Played for, he's won five Champions Leagues, is it? Maybe 100, four yeah, or five. five. So his performance level and what is required has been at the highest. Now he's come to a club now suddenly where, truth be told, we're not challenging for the top honours. And yeah. I, I can pretty much guarantee he probably didn't go th- three games on the trot at Real Madrid losing every one because it's just, it's just not allowed. And, and it shouldn't be allowed at a club like Manchester United either. But that's the level how far the standards are, as a whole at the club have fallen. Um, as Ten Hag said, he goes, my remit was to lift the standards. The club the club asked me to do that. Right. And I'm trying to do that. Hence how he, his approach to, to Jadon Sancho and, and other manager decisions. Yeah. Um, he's had to be that ruthless. Um, do, do, do you think he... Is, is Casemiro now going to be a player that comes in and out of the team rather than being a player who's, if he's fit, he's starting. There's not a single Manchester United fan out there who can tell us Ericton Hogg's strongest team or his favourite team. Because if anybody was fit today, we we don't know how he'd line up, who he'd line up with because he's never had all those players at his disposal. Yeah, I mean, I... in terms of now, you could say yesterday, Verana Martinez would have started, Shaw would have started. There's a question back as to Juan Basaka or Delat. So potentially you could be changing all your back four. Yeah. Your whole back four. And then set, set the Sancho thing aside now. I think in going forwards, I think we're getting the bodies back there now. I think just um, Ahmad and uh, Mainu, is it? Yeah, I think Ahmad, Mainu and uh, who's the other one? Regulon, I think, are all going to be coming back after the international break. And like, 
Manu is it's 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 an odd one with Manu, isn't it? Because he's got he's a kid with so much promise, but mate, we're United and we're we're all getting we're all buzzing because of an eighteen year old who's coming back after a couple of decent preseason games. It's kind of it, it's not the right environment for a youngster to come through, and I've, I keep repeating that, and it kind of makes Garnacho's breakthrough even all the more impressive, really, because of the pressures that have come with it. But <clears throat> yesterday, you saw Ten Hag's celebrations on the sideline, like what what. <sighs> What do you think that win changes? Ten Hag said it's got to be a turning point, right? And it has to... If if United winning the game in the way that we won that game after being garbage for so much of it isn't a turning point, then I'm not really sure what will be a turning point for these for this set of players. Surely that, that has to be like an injection in the arm like of energy. A, a, a turning point for me, it, you're looking at the next result now, aren't you? What the next performance and you can see... Sheffield United away, mate. Come on, the, there. the bounce back ability, as uh, Ian Dowie used to say. <laughs> and then you go Sheffield United, then into Man City, into Newcastle, then into big, big Champions League games. I think we know. I think we play it's Sheffield United, Sheffield United, Copenhagen, City, Newcastle. So that's is a Newcastle in the League Cup. Yeah, yeah, Newcastle yeah, in the yeah. League Cup. So in the space of seven days, we've got after Sheffield United, it's best seven days and mid- midweek, weekend, midweek, three different competitions. It, we it, could it, be very well out the Champions League and out the, the the League Cup. And obviously, whatever happens against City. Um, but you've got to now go in there and, and show show that level of performance oh, and man, deliver like- now. And, and it, I think it's just a case of <laughs> pay, to the, pay to your strengths. Like, Rashford. What are, the, what, what are the strengths? What are the strengths? At the moment, Hoyland, how how he played against Galatasaray, but as Jake Jake pointed out, that game, the way the game flowed, allowed him that space and allowed him to do the things he did. A game like yesterday isn't going to allow him to do that because there was just literally no space. There was nine men behind the ball at all times. And I still think I still think he played pretty well though. I, I genuinely still, I think in pretty much in every performance he's put in so far, it, it's it's the thing that he's added is when he plays with his back to the goal. It's such an important part of being a striker. It's like, I don't know, like the number nines are, are kind of a bit of an old school number nines more coming back into the game. It's not just about, you went through his period of like false nines where you could just play little low centre of gravity players. He didn't really need to have the strength, but that strength and physical power seems to be like Haaland obviously is a, is a, definition of it but mate Hoyland's good but mate McTominay can we talk about McTominay goal again oh man I lost I, I lost my shit I lost my I absolutely went I went mad because I, I just it's just you didn't see it coming it's the ones it, those ones are the, mo- are the best ones right the, well the most extreme example because it's such an explosion that you didn't think was coming and McTominay to do that man I've got to I've got to fucking hand it to him like Ryan had a great bit he sky did this uh, from 85th minute onwards. It was four four point five to one, something like that, for United just to have two shots on target, and they ended up with an extra six, and he won like seven hundred and fifty quid <laughs> <laughs> just for United having two shots on target. Well, that's a too fair. That's a cracking bet. That is a cracking bet. I'll give him that. 
did he did, did he put uh, did he put out all that seven hundred quid on McTominay to score too? <laughs> no, 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 no. He he went big, won big again with the Benfica winning an injury time. So I think he must have put a <laughs> Mate, nice. I had, a, I, had a, I had an acker on the weekend. Six teams all came <laughs> in apart from Leipzig not beating Bochum, and Leipzig missed two penalties. Mine, I mean, mine, mine was the same. Sunderland and Middlesbrough. Sunderland Leipzig, battered for bogey team. Bogey team. But, um, but um, digress. But yeah, he, yeah. From McTominay to it's a it's um it's a massive moment. I mean, truth be told, he's a player. We, in my opinion, and I said it uh, pre-season, we should be keeping for in terms of the the ability with the knockoff to the the, um, the drop down from your starting eleven to then your the the rest of your squad. He's a great great squad player. Of, of of all the of all the players that we were selling this summer, McTominay was the one that I wasn't upset that he, whether he was he was being kept. I thought yeah. genuinely he can. The, the, the reason obviously he's being sold is he's got a a good value. He's obviously yeah. Scot Scotland international. He's doing well for Scotland, scoring a lot of goals for Scotland. Um, so his his market is high. Yeah, but um, and that's where we're at as a club under. Under Sir Alex Ferguson, before pre glazed days, where we were not kind of penny pinching, you wouldn't dream about selling a player like that. He, he's your, he was your John O'Shea, your Darren Fletcher, yeah. The, those type of, and those those are the type of players who who win you trophies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Newton to Neath to the Busby Babe, Fergie Town to the class of 92. This is the United People's Podcast. What, what do you think Ten Hag is now thinking? He's right. These two weeks, we've got a little bit of a break from football. We're going into it. In a, well, we needed it because I swear to God, if we had lost that yesterday, it would have festered for two weeks and it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been good energy at all. Um, for, for me, the, the, difficult, the difficulty is... is even we can hide behind the fact that yeah he hasn't got his starting eleven to his disposal, but watching them this season especially, I don't know what the tactics are in terms of how they're being in terms of where I'm sending them out. What is the game plan? I would play to because everybody seems to be doing their own shit, and that's one thing is like even this is a result we, yeah we can bounce back from, but. You need to start seeing a level of performance, some some consistency in how we're trying to win games. I think like he's tried, he's rolled the dice a few times. Start of the season, he went with that really new aggressive two number eights formation. Casemiro on his own, win the ball high up the pitch because that's 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 a ten that's part of Ten Hag's philosophy, like winning the counter press, like winning the ball back within fifteen seconds of losing it. 
and being really, really high and aggressive. And it, it didn't work. Like the Bruno Mount got passed by and then Casemiro was, well, he was in no man's land a lot of the time. And then after that, we ended up going towards, let's be that rapid transition team. Like just burst from the back out. Not necessarily counter-attacking, but a transition team. And then that didn't quite work out. And that's why that game against Brentford was different. We played with two in midfields, pivot midfielders, Casemiro and Amrabat. It was a more defensive form- formation. It was Ten Hag basically kind of throwing a towel in on his own principles for that game, saying, look, we just need a win here. We just need a result, which is probably what annoyed him even more because we were, well, we were seven minutes away in Scott Matomane's substitution away from that just blowing up in his face. I think when we come back from the international break, We'll have Regulon, so we'll have a genuine left-back, which will make a difference. And I actually think that the lack of a left-back has been a big contributor to Marcus Rashford and his downturn in form. Because Rashford, anytime you see Rashford now, it's so easy to double up on him because there's no overlapping fullback, And therefore, Rashford keeps finding himself up against two players. You could say like Garnacho kept finding himself in that situation and he managed to create something. And I think that would be a fair point. I think Garnacho. I don't think I don't think Rashford's a guaranteed starter anymore. I don't think Casemiro's a guaranteed starter anymore. I think there's certain players that are. I think Hoyland. Who would you say a guaranteed starter at United right now after an international break? I'd say Hoyland is. I'd say Bruno. Wow, geez, even Bruno's. But last few games, he's been. I'm 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 keeping Bruno in there. All right, because of how incredibly important he is to us. But even he's doing those basic. Errors and basic mistakes. Bruno, I would, I would say Amrabat is. Um, Mason Mount's been quietly okay in the last couple of games, I think. But we're not, we're not putting up trees, though, are we? No, <laughs> we're not putting up trees. In, oh, certainly not. Because the, the results tell us that we're not. Um, and it was just need them to just start fucking feeling sorry for themselves and start play, start playing. I mean, Sheffield United away, right? It's. Look, United don't deal well with hostile environments. Good. I think, like, was it last time we went there? Was that three or three, 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 yeah. We were there. Like, we, like, conceded, like, a lot, like an 88th minute equaliser or yeah, something. Yeah, so 2 nil down, 3-2 up. Oh, sick. Sick. But we've got to go there now, right? I, what would what would you guess would you, would our back four be then? Because right? I'm guessing Regulon's going to be in there. Look, Maguire played pretty decent, yeah. I thought. Right? Oh, Maguire sh- played decent. He's, he's, a, he's a good player. He's not... He's just not what this manager wants. Doesn't make him a bad fucking player. I mean, it's his borderline. Obviously, this Beckham documentary's come out, and you're kind of seeing the true depths of, of true depths of the impact it had on him as a player and as yeah. a person. And it's not too. And for the sake of what, I mean, the the biggest thing I can't fathom is fucking England fans, who he practically has never put a foot wrong for England. Yeah, what booed him at Wembley, right? Yeah, they booed him. I went to the um, an England game here at Wolves, and uh, it was a Nations League, and they're booing him. Money was like, "What the fuck are you booing your own players for?" And this is—I think this is a modern-day football fan who lives on the internet, can hide behind faceless profiles and, and give players shit. And when when they kind of yesterday when needed digging in, he he's, he's gone and put a good performance, and he, he hasn't struggled. I think I think the in, in my opinion the reason that. Uh, Maguire looked a lot more comfortable there yesterday was because we played with a bit more of a defensive shape. I think if if you got if there's if there's ever a game this season where United are going into the last 20 minutes and we need to protect a lead and we're going to drop a little bit deeper, I think Maguire is a very good player to have in that environment. 
I think if you're going to be playing a more more proactive front foot style of of which is how we want to play, I don't think Maguire particularly will ever suit that formation. So it's about using certain players and using in certain situations, and I think that's what yeah, Maguire they, showed yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the issue we've got now is we're still at that point where a considerable amount has been spent under the manager, but we still got a, um, a mishmash of playing styles within the squad. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, we said it pre-summer, pre this transfer window, this summer was more important about who left than who came in. Yeah. And that is where we fucked up majorly. Because, uh, <laughs> and then Maguire and McTominay are the reason that we we beat Brentford. Well, works in mysterious yeah, ways, you, right? You, you, you're going you're going to get that some sometimes games where players play well. They're they're not poor players. You don't get to play for Manchester United and your respective countries if you're fucking shit players. Hey, look, I, I, I suppose we've got to speak about Anana again, man. Um, it was a uh, he he needs a bit of help. He needs a bit of help because there's 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 going to be people that are writing him off immediately, which is just natural but it's a bit weird to do it after 10 games of all the players I would put Onana in as a guaranteed starter against Sheffield United Ten Hag won't be taking him out of the team at this point I don't think you know dropping certain players I think Rashford is sort of Ten Hag's trust of Rashford and Casemiro has diminished a bit I don't think he throws the towel in on Onana this early but it was just I don't know what I don't know what it is with him whether it's whether it's technique, whether it's confidence, whether it's just a mishmash of everything, but he's he's looking bad. He's looking more of a hindrance than a help. I mean, if you kind of go back to post Schmeichel, how high profile goalkeepers we had who kept making mistakes. It was, it was the hardest position for us to fill until yeah. we got Van der Sar. Then we found a level of um, settlement and lo and behold, we fucking won the lot again. Um, yeah. And then... Remember De Gea's first season where he scared of crosses. Remember yeah. that thing where he was get, constantly getting beaten in the air. And clubs, clubs would look, oh, well, let's put the ball on the goalkeeper. Yeah, put the ball on the goalkeeper. He's in struggle, and that's where Fergie managed it well. Where he took him out and he brought Linda, um, Lindergaard in, Anders Lindergaard. Yeah, he brought him in, him back in the, for a while just to get De Gea's confidence. Was that in the first season where they were like changing every game? Yeah, um, first, second, second season as well. I remember Lindergaard. Played a game up in Newcastle. Was that uh, was that was that when uh, United like it was Rio and Vidic went that like defensive record? No, was that, uh, no, that, was, no, that, was, that was Van der Sar. That was Van der Sar. My bad. That was two thousand nine clean sheets. Oh, yeah, no, I've read. I'm saying that because I think it was Lindegaard. No, it was what's his? Is it Lindegaard? Is that was that his name? Am I making this up in my head now? Is it Lindegaard? Yeah, Anders Lindegaard. Lindegaard. Yeah, I think it was him that conceded against like Rocky Santa Cruz. No, no, it was, was it was no Kushek. Was it Kushek? Yeah, because two thousand nine. Jeez, well, my, I'm, my 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 mastermind is failing him miserably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Then Ronaldo scored that superb free right, kick so, from the angle. So, by your logic, there, or what you're saying, you, where, where, at what point does Ten Hag bring Bayindir in? It's one of them. Is you you find a kid in? It's not as if you got a. It's not as if you got like a Sergio Romero, Argentinian yeah. international who a seasoned pro. I mean, I want to play Tom Heaton. He's like practically at the end of his career. I think he's injured still. Yeah. Um, so he's brought this kid in. When, when's he going to play him? I, I, I'm presuming the League Cup against Newcastle, but I thought he would play Binder in the League Cup against Palace and he started Onana. So I don't actually know, really. Because, again, what we're, like, I mean, we're also talking about mishmash of players. He's bought players who he wants to play in a certain system. 
i.e. Onana has been brought into play a certain way whilst we've got the ball. The issue he's got is the players in front of him are equipped to play with him behind them in terms of getting the best out of them. People don't like speaking about excuses, right? Uh, But truth be told is we haven't had the defence in front of Onana so therefore, that style of play just hasn't existed in our team this year at all. Like Martinez and Shaw not being there takes away so much of our ability to play out from the back with the ball. Amrabat was injured and then he played left back. Against that, against Brentford was the first time that Amrabat actually played in his actual genuine position. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you go back to Liverpool season when they had like the likes of Nat Phillips and everyone playing, what because they're the ultimate kind of example of a cog who were what that worked well where every single player had a specific role within that team to get the best out of everybody else around them and when you start taking certain cogs out of that team and you're replacing with players who don't have the same level of ability or the same capabilities that's when you start seeing the knockoff in performance and results yeah and the only thing you can see is is city are pretty much the only one who don't have any issues that they can take out Rodri and bring somebody else in. Yeah, but okay, they lost. Not, apparently not. They, no, they, they lost, lost today, but, but but they they didn't they didn't just lose to a minnow. They've they lost to Arsenal last week. Um, I didn't really watch the Wolves game, so I don't don't know what happened there. But yeah, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have losses now and then. Doesn't mean doesn't make you a bad team overnight. Um, but the, for me, the result bad results always happen. It's the fucking the level of performance that. I find that it's always been unacceptable. What What do you expect for? Do you think, honestly, that that's going to be like sort of let's close the book on that chapter of this season, and that when we come back from the international break, we're going to be opening a new chapter, and we will actually see United be more like a team? Or do you would you fear that it's kind of going to go down the same path? I I, I I can't say either way. There's nothing I've seen. Get off the fence. There's nothing I've seen in anybody's other than Ona and sorry, sorry, Hoyland's performance levels and his attitude and his determination to to fucking fight for the cause. Um, there's any, there's nobody else I could say. You know what? He's gonna roll up his sleeves and fucking regular. I think I've probably thrown. Yeah, that yeah, not regular. has been better, but he's somebody else who's finding himself. Well, fucking hell, I was playing at Spurs. Well, I wasn't playing at Spurs. I was there, yeah. but I wasn't playing. But now I find myself at Manchester United. Um, so he's one maybe like similar to Igalo, just happy to be there. But he 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 knows if he he can't play. We were we were trying to sign him when he went for Spurs when he went yeah. to Spurs in the first place. We got Tellers instead. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, I'd I'd love to see it, but I just can't see can't say it at the moment because nobody who who can see they're gonna go and grab that game by the fucking horns. If so, if we're looking at in if we're looking at like truth be told, like it has really hurt United this season. Like Our injuries have really hurt us this season and the football has been dire. Not as a direct, con- partly as a direct consequence, but not not completely. There has been issues from Ten Hag. There's been individual issues. Like there's so many games you can point in, point out, just like insane individual mistakes. You're like, how are you doing that? Like whether you're looking at um, Onana against Bayern when he just goes down, and he's, it's an easy shot whether it's uh, that Casemiro mistake against Brentford. There's, I would say, more than half of United's games this season have just got 
a ridiculous individual mistake, which has hurt us. So the players themselves have got to pull their socks up. The coaches and Ten Hag, they have to. I do think tactically, you're right. We've been doing one thing. Well, we're basically like we're stuck in a crossroads of two or three different things at this moment in time. We're not doing. We're not doing any of them well. Uh, he he went into the season with his 100% focus on that aggressive high press and making United more proactive. And when it didn't work out, plan B, the players didn't really know what they were doing and they were still kind of half stuck in the aggressive press. So, but look, man, like you've got Sheffield United and Copenhagen and then you've got City. And you might argue it's a good time to play City. I would say well, right now City probably... Who's Rodri back? Yeah, he will be. Yeah, yeah, of course he will be. He will be. And City yeah. will no doubt have a little bit of a bump back. And they, might, they might have a bump as well. I don't know. Might improve, the, might improve their performances. But... I'm just happy that United won, man. Like it was, it was by hook or crook. But that's what that—that's all that we needed was yeah. a result there. You got to know, it's not been a nice place to be around for, obviously, for the players, the fans, everyone involved, to, to kind of go into the international break like that compared to fuck three games in a row, three defeats in a week, three de- defeats at home in the league in a row. Yeah, because uh, right, we're under no illusions. We know how football works, even if. I genuinely, to my core, do not believe that Sack and Ten Hag fixes anything at this club. And therefore, I'm not willing to support the concept because I want the Glazers. I, I want Ten Hag to to outlast the Glazers. That's what I'm hoping for. And I just, I don't know when that's going to be. Uh, you, you can't put, you can't put a, a date on it anymore. It's, 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 it's beyond ridiculous at this point, isn't it? In terms of the takeover and it not happening. The issue is kind of going forwards now. There's a clear blueprint for the lesser ability clubs of how to come to Old Trafford and get a result. I mean, see, I'm going to play like how Brentford, Palace, and uh, Brighton did. I mean, one, I'm not going to include Brighton. I could Brighton play very well. They deserve their thingy. Um, but how Brentford and Palace, it was like nick a goal and literally defend, 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 and. If you descend, you're resolute and you keep your shape. This Manchester United team, the way they're playing so far, will probably struggle to score. As as Jake calls it there, that magic 20-minute yeah, mark. He, he's, he's got that stuck in my head now. I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting there looking, like waiting for it to get to like 1959. I go, oh, we not scored. Oh, yeah, game over now. Game over now. Yeah, cheers, Jake. You've ruined it for me now. <laughs> oh, me. It saved me. I, I had United as my last man standing pick to the final four now. Oh, so, really? Yeah. What's the pot? 500 odd pounds, something like that. Oh, nice. You can take me out. That'd be good. Yeah, definitely. Not. <laughs> but look, it's um, all in all, uh, not much is going right at our club right now, uh, on and off the pitch. Ten Hag really needed that. And I think it gives him, sometimes international breaks can be, well, pain in the arse. Oh, uh, this one, this one's very much welcomed. This one is extremely welcome for United. Let's uh, let's just have a a couple weeks off, maybe from the pod as well. Oh, may, oh sorry, may, we might come here next week. We'll see what we'll see what's happening. But United and McTominay, thank you very much, Scott. That's, I mean, it's it's, it's not been a moment of season of very many highs so far. So to have that was uh was fucking glorious. Garnacho as well. Look, he absolutely buzzed his tits off. <laughs> you see him, he was loving it. He was loving it, man. And it's, yeah, it's just nice to see smiles on faces. So, um, Eric, whatever you're going to do in this international break, man, just get the house in order wherever possible. Kobe Mainu coming back, that's exciting. Regulon coming back, that's necessary. Ahmad coming back, nice little option. Let's see what goes on with Varane's fitness and everybody else. 
fingers crossed we come back and we're better. All right. So if you enjoy the pod, <laughs> what are you playing like? Braveheart, I was saying. Yeah. For Scotland. <laughs> I look, I'll tell you what, it's it's almost poetic, really, that a Scottish Academy graduate scored those two goals for United on the week on the weekend of um sadly uh Kathy Ferguson passing away. I, I I like to think that that might have put a little tiny smile on, on Fergie's face, even even for a millisecond. Cause mate, I can't even imagine that. Imagine being with somebody for like sixty years. Yeah, and then, it's, and then yeah I mean, he, he said it then uh, when in his retirement speech that she was she was the one that kind of held the family together. She brought all the kids as yeah, it allowed him to work. So um, yeah, it's a shame for him. It's not. It's never nice. I, I can't. I can't imagine that. It must it must be fucking horrendous. But yeah, it, at least I hope he can uh, put a little smile on his face from Scott McTominay doing that. Uh, but like. We'll be back after the international break. I hope you enjoyed the pod. If you did, leave us a five-star review or something. Uh, We've actually won a game, so that's your genuine reason to put a five-star review for once. (laughs) We'll see you next time. This is a United People's TV and Listening Dog Media production. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.